0: Peace. I know that there might be a little bit of distraction with some noise in the background, but um, I'm at my mom's house and she's watching the races. So hopefully, it's not too distracting, and I can actually have a thorough and efficient communication. And make sure that there are no technical difficulties and what have you um i'm just waiting for more followers to join welcome we are here with another episode of sex talk with naila part two part one was actually done about a week and a half ago and uh we just got so caught up in the conversation that we didn't have enough time to continue the conversation so we decided to do a round two um, if you are interested in looking up round one, round one, part one of Sex Talk with Naila, you can look at my IGTV. My IGTV. Um, the series Sex Talk is available on my page. You can also go to the link in my bio and visit my podcast where you can listen to it hands-free. And if you would just like to watch it on another platform, you can go ahead and go to my YouTube and watch it there. I am just waiting for her to jump on so that we can get started. I'm interested to ask some of the questions that I was not able to ask last time and to get the conversation going. So welcome. Give thanks for joining. Hope you stay for the conversation of Sex Talk with Naila. Uh, This is episode nine, I believe. So... um. This is very exciting to have the consistency. I think at episode ten, I might just do a sex talk recap and talk about some of the running themes that all the sex talks kind of covered, which I think is just very interesting because it would just show that there's a consistency in something that um that everyone thinks about when they think about sex, when they think about sensuality. So, sex talk with Naïla. Um, it's going to be the ninth episode and I'm looking forward to whoever's going to be the 10th, um, give her a second to jump on and she's going to come on now. (laughs) The pause was her jumping on and I hope that distraction
1: in the background's
0: not too loud. Ooh, cool, Jay. Let me know what's popping on Wednesday. Let me see if I can actually send her an invite. Okay. But, um... There you are. How is How the sound me? in the background? I can hear you. How okay. is the on my end? Can you hear anything in the okay, background? I can- yeah, you're perfect. Because my mom is definitely watching television. So hopefully it's like not. Okay. Not.
1: Out. What'd you say? I said I'm in my sister's, her art section. <laughs> We're <laughs> both not home. In the background.
0: Indeed.
1: How are you but, feeling? Um,
0: with- I am feeling lovely. Lovely. It's- abundant. Loved
1: on. <laughs> There yeah, you go, rock rings. I call them gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah, today. What you said? Yeah, I'm always eating something
0: on live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today, I had a well. I call it gourmet, goddamn, but it is. It was a mixed greens and spinach salad that I topped with tomatoes and cucumbers and then i cooked tofu with onions and celery first of all who knew who knew that celery tasted amazing when it is either steamed put in soup well i knew it tastes good in soup because i like celery and soup or it's sauteed
1: yeah right. i did no celery that that's new shit right now
0: right girl i put it was so basic i fried tofu I put in white onions. I put in the celery and I put in soy sauce. Girl, that thing was so good. Like, I'm I'm making that tomorrow, I'm just kidding. But I might, because it was delicious.
1: <laughs> I'll have to see what's up, because I've been cooking a lot lately. I made some salmon patties, some sauteed kale the other day, simple, add some balsamic vinegar, and it was it was a hit. Yes, and I also made
0: my own vinaigrette the same. You had salad when you came to my house, right? I don't remember. Because there was pizza, there was salad, and we had the cheesecake after. And the salad dressing <laughs> was one that I – yeah, that was also the – <laughs> The cheesecake that I made was great. But the <laughs> salad dressing that I made was also great. So if you do <laughs> remember the salad that we had at my house, like that dressing is kind of like my go-to. And I've been making it from scratch for mad long. But it's a mixture of – Sugar or any sweetener, mm-hmm. um, like I use either brown sugar or agave or honey. I wrote it down. <laughs> right, but um, sweetener, vinegar, uh, pepper, a little bit of salt, and mustard.
1: Ooh, mustard be that go-to girl. I don't care what
0: nobody say. <laughs> mustard, it's literally, like the only dressing I prefer to eat. At- mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Why do we always start with food? Oh, every time, <laughs> like we just be hungry, right? <laughs> It'd be the nutrition for me. It'd be the right. from for me, honestly. It'd be the from scratch. That's what I, cause that's what I really like. I want to be the person that makes everything from scratch. So, and I've always been fascinated by people who make things from scratch. So, I, in my mind, I've always been like the person who wanted to do it. And I've also wanted to be that grandma who does it, like have a whole table of food, but everything that I made is literally from scratch and half of the shit that's there is from my garden. Like, that's what I want. So yeah, I'm like obsessed with talking about that type of shit.
1: Hey, Moni, look, I'm in your little section, girl. (laughs) Right. What's out with my sister? Hey, boo. (laughs) Look, you all about to get real sexy, okay? Y'all ready? Yeah. ready. my microphone are you ready <laughs> are you not entertained <laughs> for real look right now I'm ready look, I don't know if they are ready but I'm ready mm-hmm. okay. did you um
0: have any ideas of where we left off last time I, I don't but did you have anything that you wanted to add from where we left off last time or should I begin with another question because I do
1: have another question that we did not get to Okay, okay, I think, well, I think where we left off at is pretty much just like the the sensual consciousness, Um, if I can remember, I think that was one of the last things you asked me, um, Mm -hmm. or I brought up was just like we were talking about sexual consciousness, Um, but we touched so many different things, I don't really remember exactly where we left off at, Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess you can just go ahead and what what you were going to say, because I'm not sure um, the ending point. I just know, I pretty much, I remember our closing thoughts, you know, when we were just telling people to love on themselves more, um, and make sure you guys get in tune with yourselves, like touch Mm -hmm. yourself, have that sexual consciousness personally before you give it to the next person. Um, so I was, I think both of our closing thoughts were just pretty much pertaining to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, I'm not really sure.
0: Cool. Well, we'll just, uh, move right along. Um... (laughs) So, a lot of the times when I ask about sensuality and sexuality, I ask about it in connection to people's work, because I'm the believer that sensuality and sexuality is not an exclusive thing that happens to you, it's not an exclusive thing that you um, experience, and it's not an isolated part of your life. It does permeate every crevice of your life, it is in every corner of your life, and even when we think about... Little um, stereotypes and jokes about certain people. There are, uh, you know, videos and movies and series on like the person who's like so rude at work and she comes here and she's a bitch to everybody. And then people say, oh, she just needs to date. She just needs to get laid. And they don't think about how they think. Um, They don't think about how much they're associating sensuality and sexuality of that woman's life that's supposed to be private with the actual professional work and with the actual workspace. Um, And I feel like that question of how much does it permeate the professional and the workload for you is very important, especially because so many of us artists transmute this energy and usually it does show up in different places. So... My question for you is, where do you believe um, that sensuality and sexuality shows up in your line of work? And if you actually think that it does, like, does it show up?
1: And if so, how does it show up? That's, that's, that's a real interesting question. That's something I've never thought about, like, in my, my, um, work life. I mean, of course, like, we both being models, you being a professional model and me being a freelance model definitely automatically puts a sensual vibe out there because of our work, our different poses, our art forms, Um, and just, you know, being a woman and expressing yourselves. um, (laughs) Right. There was something about your ears. I thought it was cute. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm like, I was going this (laughs) way. I am the blueprint. (laughs) I am. (laughs) Period. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) But yeah, so I think that for me, like, I couldn't, For I would be even just super hard for me to even think about how my sensuality works in my hair field, mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, I think personally, those that do follow me from my personal page and see my art forms and see my modeling and see my work and to see how much of uh, the essence that I bring, period, I think they may get attracted to that and then want to book appointments with me okay I love her energy like I love her freedom and her confidence and her sensual confidence you know and they may also be attracted to that whereas way they they might want to book an appointment with me and get their hair done you know um I think that would be one of the main reasons or not reasons, but the main part of having sensuality in my career um outside of that but I'm also a henna artist, too. Um, I guess sensuality can show up there, depending on the part that I'm putting henna on, in a sense. But for me to show my sensuality in that, not so much. But maybe for my clients. Like they may want um, a henna design around their bikini line. Or they may want it in you know a certain area that, that you may only see during a sensual or sexual activity. Um, Whereas with my modeling, I guess that can be shown a little bit more because of that essence that I bring out. Um, but yeah, that that's pretty much what I would say in terms of that. Cause in terms of me like actually doing locks, um, I don't perform any type of sensual or sexual, you know, acts while working. But I would say that because my essence and my energy naturally exudes that, then maybe people are attracted to that as to why they may be like, okay, like, I like what she puts out. Like, I like the energy she exudes, so I want to book an appointment. Um, I think that would be where that would show up, for sure. Mm-hmm. Peace, Kamisha. Peace, Kamisha. And- <laughs> Do you
0: think it is important for those things to show up in your professional life and work? And if so
1: how or why um i feel like there's a balance with everything so i do think that it is important in a sense to have that um shown because for one sex sales sensuality sales um so that those could be great forms of putting yourself out there in your in your workplace um do i think it's always necessary no like commission Harmony, you know, having that balance in it is, is extremely important. Um, so not just being this super sexual being, I'm just dressing in a full dominatrix suit, twisting people's hair or something like, no, I'm not doing that. But at the same time, if you pick up off of my energy, if we have a conversation or whatever, and that that are the vibes that you get from me, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do I think that it needs to show up in everybody's profession? Not necessarily, but I do think that it is important to have that balance and know your place in your sensuality and your sexuality. Because it could just be a conversation that you have at work with somebody. And now it's, it's a part of you guys flow. You guys have been able to connect because of that. you know. So it can be different reasons as to why that becomes important in your professional career or life. Um, but for me personally, um, I feel like it is very much a balance that I show with, with my sensuality and sexuality in my workplace
0: hmm yeah that's awesome um I agree I
1: think that uh, <laughs> they you know. said matrix lock appointments would be epic though nah for real
0: no that that will be <laughs> that'll that that be it that'll be real
1: Fans, twist some motherfuckers hair a little y'all can't
0: um... <laughs> put her hair yank it a little bit okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I love it
0: but um
1: when she does my locks. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Look love. look at
0: love. Yeah, <laughs> I think that you're definitely right. I think it's very interesting to talk to people about their profession because I've been speaking to everyone who kind of, well, actually... I think it's very interesting to ask that question just because there are some times that I feel like I know what the answer is going to be. And mm-hmm. there's some times that I'm completely and totally surprised. Mm-hmm. Like with um, Kamisha, for example, when I asked her that question, it makes sense because she's a light worker, she's a healer, and she's a sensuality coach. So yes, it's like so rooted in right. her work that... Um, There was an extensive explanation to how it shows up and why it shows up and how important it is that it shows up. And I think that um, that is very keen and and is very cool um, and is very important for people to read and see and experience and kind of hear about. But then I was talking to San Bernardes, who I think was the fourth episode, I believe, the fourth or fifth. And he mm-hmm. told me that it shows up in his work as a creative director and a stylist. Mm-hmm. And at first I was interested, like, wow, that's so cool. Like, I wouldn't have expected it to show up, even though I know he's a sensual person. So how does that look? when Right. You- And um, a lot of his responses were just based on the fact that he is transforming any hurts and pain that you have ever had. And using that to switch and change with uh, fabric, with style, Mm -hmm. with you presenting what is your highest self. And that in and of itself is a transmutation of what sensuality is. Yeah. you you and your senses you feeling something you you seeing something you seeing yourself in a certain way mm-hmm. um and that was mind-blowing for me because i was like that's amazing um and i think that it takes someone who is very intentional to think about how sensuality is going to be rooted in the work that they do that is, um wow.
1: that is and you just even making that point i'm sorry to cut you off but you making that point i was no like, i'm, I'm the- because When I am doing hair, it is definitely a transmutation of energy. It's definitely, like, I want you to look at yourself in a certain way, in a certain light, different than you ever did before. Like, have this different sense of, especially for, like, my people who are starting locks for the first time. Like, it's a totally, it's a new transformation Mm -hmm. for them. So, like, being able to get them out of this certain shell that they might have been in, trying something new, adhering to their... The, the smells, you know, the the you know, when I'm pulling their hair, not necessarily pulling, but just literally when I'm doing their hair and twisting their hair, feeling those senses, feeling the difference between doing this and what I what they may have been doing before to their hairstyles. Like all of that, especially even with, with henna, like, you know, a lot of people aren't into tattoos. So seeing yourself in a different way can definitely mm. be sensual. Um aspect to it because it is touching to all the different senses you know the smell from one like my henna smells like lavender or eucalyptus so like you know the smells and like just even the the feeling of it like it may be tickling your skin or like whatever all these things have something to do with sensuality so you making that point literally made me think about like all these other th- like realms that sensuality could work in my workplace and how it works in my workplace Mm -hmm. so thank you for that because that made me just like open my eyes to it a little bit differently than what I even explained to you the first time
0: yeah and I think that that is very helpful because the more that we understand how our work works the more we can become intentional about what that work actually looks like you know So now it can be an added bonus that there is um, a sensual component to your work, not because you're just making things up, but just because you didn't realize how much of it you actually already do. And now you're cognizant of all the work that is done in sensuality, that is adding to your clientele. That's giving something different than, okay, I'm at a salon and I'm doing this really fast. And okay, I want your money and I'm doing your hair well. And now you can leave. Like you are being transformed in this way. This is a spiritual experience because it is a central experience. And everything that's coming from me is like energetic. You know?
1: Mm-hmm. That is, that's literally what my business is that's why for one I call myself the lock enchantress because for one I'm not literally just doing your hair I'm not just wanting to receive your money this is literally an experience when you sit down in my chair I'm going to put my energy and we're tr- we're transmitting that energy for a fact and literally I have not had any unsatisfied customers because for one they know the energy that I'm going to give they passionate about it. And they know I'm extremely intentional about it. Now this, this conversation is literally going to put another intention on top of my work. Like literally, you don't even know what you just did. But at the same time, like, I have already been implementing so much passion and intention and in, in the work that I exude. And I feel like my clients literally have been able to receive that so much which is why they literally won't even go to other people and when they do they're literally dissatisfied and they tell me they're dissatisfied and they are like I'm just gonna wait till you're good like because you know I messed up my thumb so a lot of people have been like just waiting like all right like um mm-hmm. I need you because they know like they know I'm gonna give them quality work every time and it's never gonna be a time where I'm just like you know, I'm just gonna rush through this, or I'm not gonna put my full amount of energy and love into it. So that's why it can be like when I just finished her hair today, I was tired. Like that was an energy exchange. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not after doing it for so long, also, like it, it definitely put me in another like headspace. So being able to like give people that love and that energy to them, because for one, one of my love languages to give is acts of service. So if I'm able to give, a part of my love to another person i've already like i they won i won like we we did it like and it's not about the money i for one throw discounts around all the time like this is what i love to do this is what i want to do so it's going to speak for itself Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh not you just cut it right hair grows back hair grows back Period. (laughs) and you start loss right i surely do surely do
0: that's awesome hmm i think that um yay for that realization
1: Mm
0: work that's awesome i think that um we did so much talking of sensuality last time and like the sensuality that manifests in your life now like what that looks like how you kind of got to it what that journey is like you know what the introduction was Mm -hmm. like and now what the practices are um so maybe we kind of said something about this but what would you say is one of the most important things about navigating life with sensuality
1: Mm. Mm. I feel like that goes back to the sensual consciousness but also, like, it is extremely important to navigate with sensuality for one personally and how you deal with others, because a lot of times we can we can see a person that is so in in like endowed and involved in their sensual nature that we may be a little like apprehensive of them. But having that sensual consciousness and navigating through that allows you to deal with people socially in a totally different kind of way Mm. so I feel like that navigation is extremely important and for me I feel like because I naturally am a person that is extremely open to sensuality and sexuality for me navigating through that looks like Massaging my friend, massaging her feet, like you know, just making sure each other feel good, like showing each other those good moments, whether it's a female or not, even just a man, because you can have those sensual moments with a man without any sexual, um, you know, behavior happening afterwards. So literally, just giving each other those those that amount of of openness and using our senses to literally connect with each other is extremely important. Like. Literally, you might go up to one of your friends, girl, you smell good, and you're now smelling all on her neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, girl, you look good. Now you didn't rub, you know, rub, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we need more of that in unperverted ways. But Mm -hmm. literally, just having those connections with each other. And once you're so connected in yourself, you navigate it through self and your sensuality. And that can be in so many different ways. One of the major ways for me is movement. I'm getting more involved in my sensual movement um so literally just oh he said talk about the differences yeah, we can I'll, yeah I'll but do next. movement is super big for me for one I love every, anything that smells good so that's like super important and touch is something I'm getting more comfortable with I've always been kind of apprehensive about people touching me Um, and and especially touching me in certain ways or ways that I didn't consent for. Um, So I'm being now more open to that. So I feel like if we become more sensually open with ourselves and we navigate through ourselves with our senses, and if you guys know what our our senses are, Mm -hmm. navigating through all of those senses through self will literally help you be extremely more social and sensual with other people that you're around. Mm -hmm. So for me, I literally try to implement that in my life on a daily as much as I can. And sometimes, you know, we get busy. We don't think about things like that. But if you make it a conscious effort to put sexuality in the forefront of your life, it literally allows you to be more comfortable with other people. I I wasn't massaging my friends, putting my friend's foot on my lap, massaging her, you know, like, it, it's certain things that you're not even aware of, because like, oh, like, you don't want anybody to look at you weird, or you don't want somebody to be uncomfortable. But if we're both comfortable, and our sensuality is nothing weird about that. It's extremely normal for us. And it's something that should be welcomed and normalized especially in a sisterhood because we are so combative with each other and just having that those moments where we can come together and have these sensual moments with each other we're like okay we don't necessarily need a man to do this because a lot of times we feel like we need a man a man needs to be the one touching you, or a man needs to be if you're literally just giving your friend a massage or telling your friend she smells amazing or you know whatever that there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing weird about it Mm-hmm. So that's how I navigate it through my life.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think that um, you did a really good job of pointing out why it's so important because it's and then giving examples, you know, like you will navigate life differently. Okay, well, how? Well, for one, you're able to interact with people on a different level. Mm-hmm. And that is important um I am extremely sensual I have always been extremely sensual and I'm probably um just depending on either circumstance or how I was raised or where I was raised because I grew up in Miami we not the most friendly so we not super touchy but girl I will cuddle okay and (laughs) like that feeling comfortable in doing that is something that people have to work through if their upbringing is traumatic if their upbringing is of um is of neglect if their upbringing is of um being like ignored and not having like that particular love being given to them it's of lack that people have an issue with being central, not of full love people who are who have this abundance of love in all aspects of their life especially when they're younger don't have an issue of their sensuality and a lot of people have to work through that to get to that point and it just gives you the an, another idea that this is the optimal space you should be in this is the most supreme self that you are navigating now you know it's not of lack it's not of pain it's not of hurt it's of abundance and love and connection
1: um like and like having a nomadic experience also opened me up a lot more to my sensuality. Like being in spaces where I had just friends that I could cuddle with, men and women, like not even having any sex- sexual activities happening. Literally just having moments where we are able to intertwine, you know, our love without it, it being any type of um, se- anything sexual. Like we literally are just cuddling, watching a movie, like whatever. And I love a good cuddle puddle. I've had cuddle puddles with multiple women before. Literally just beautiful experiences. And we're just comforting each other and everything. Mm -hmm. Feel the love, like, just surround. It's like an aura of love. We had a cuddle puddle at my reading party. And it's so normalized for me now. Like, I do not feel weird about it. Like I don't, it's not an issue for me. Like being touched really isn't an issue for me. Of course, if you're like trying to be degrading about it, but that's just, you know, for people who are just weirdos. But outside of that, like it is such, it is just because I'm such a lover and I give love and I just love love. It is so normalized for me now because of the things I had to work through and work through my shadow work and work through my traumas. Mm. It it was moments where it was like, Okay, no, wait like, leave me alone, like I do I don't want even to be touched in any type of way. But once I got out of that, I was able to receive and give so much love and my sensuality was was heightened mm-hmm. and I so grateful for, for those experiences. This this one guy asked a very important question. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable with your woman with with women touching you or men, touching your man, or is it I think he means, are you more comfortable with women touching you or with men? Oh. Um. I would say women for sure. Same. For a fact. I don't even think that's something I really had to think about. I don't know why. I right.
0: felt- <laughs> It took long. I was like, mm, women. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Like, I feel way more comfortable um, that with, with women touching me because I know that is not really any perversion in, in, t- in it most of the time. A lot of time when men are touchy, they're trying to grab ass or trying to do something, you know, touch a titty, like you know what I'm saying? That's usually when men are trying to touch. They're not trying to actually pour into in love into you. Mm. Of a let what can I get from this instead of what can I give? Mm. So I think that is why I would prefer a woman to touch me over a man, unless of course it is my partner. Of course I would be hopefully extremely comfortable with them as I am now in my current partnership. Um, So that's not an issue at all. Even when there's moments of just sensuality in my relationship when we don't have any sexual acts and it's literally just us massaging each other, sniffing each other, just touching each other, like whatever. Like that's perfectly normal to us, you know, and that is, I feel like how you can also um, have moments of sensuality in your relationship because it doesn't always have to lead to sex. It can just be where you are just Comforting each other in sensual ways without any type of sexual experience following it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Donna said that a lot of Black people in general need more cuddles. I agree. There's mm-hmm. definitely, like, depending on like where you grow up and how you grow up, there is um, a lack of nurturing in general. Like, there's like this idea of like baby boys, you know, or like, don't oh, baby him and he gotta be a man. And it's like, he is two years old. Jesus Christ give him a hug like there's a level of separation that is normalized i feel like um amongst americans in particular and that goes down to like feeding your infant and i know it's a whole debate you know not everybody can breastfeed i understand that but we have lived for hundreds of thousands of years before this breastfeeding and there are so many benefits that need to be taught because people are so used to that separation you sit in this chair which is your crib or your stroller and then i give you this bottle and there's no connection with how you are being nurtured you know in a lot of ways and i feel like it starts with that, you know. it, it starts with uh, that attachment style um, that you're going to have when you are um, good point when you are mothering your child, nurturing your child, or a father to your child. Um, there needs to be sensuality in that. Um, mm-hmm. just to answer the question. I have a question. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. And then after their question, I'm, after your question. I'm going to answer the sensuality and sexuality difference. But yes, what okay. okay. is your
1: question? How do you feel about, I was just, this goes back to what um what Q is saying, facts, men need love too a lot. We said it, you know, it's, it's been said. Um, I was just going to ask you, how do you feel about men showing other men's sexuality? Like, what do you think that would look like? Like, mm-hmm. this is really interesting because I actually, we had a conversation about this recently. But more so with the homoeroticism. Right, but.
0: I feel like it can be on a fine line of showing sensuality to the same sex. So For sure. um, I am someone who is very comfortable with the expansion and the, the ex- expansiveness of sexuality. I am someone who does not judge a person based on their gender or their sex at birth about how they express themselves in a sexual or a sensual way. I am very comfortable with men expressing their sensuality, but so many people are not number one. And so many men are not comfortable with themselves, number two, that makes it hard um, to, to do that. I feel like in a way of like, there's not a lot of men who practice sensuality when it comes to other men, you know, and like even. The homoeroticism that we talked about, and for everyone who doesn't know what homoeroticism is, it is different from homosexuality where it's not talking about a man being sexually attracted and turned on and wanting to um, be aroused and then having a climax based with another man. None of that. It has to do with something that is erotic and could be considered sexual, but nothing about their own sexuality. So an example was, there is like this drunk guy and then... (laughs) There, he's asleep, and to bring him someone who's another guy nuts on his face. That was an example that was given that Naila and I were talking about. And personally, I don't but that is that is and some people would be like oh my god that's so gay and it's like well actually it's not gay he's not attracted to the guy sleeping he's not, not turned on by the guy sleeping but he's doing something erotic to the guy sleeping and that is considered homoerotic and um i i definitely think that like it's not something that is said just so we can be like
1: everybody go out there and do homoerotic
0: stuff like that's not why it's said why it's said is that everyone can have a better idea of what it actually is and to increase their understanding and their knowledge of the spectrum of sexuality which is right. what they're all about and i think that that's important knowledge is important so just know that um and it doesn't have to connect to you you don't have to do it you don't have to feel comfortable with it if it's something that is just not your jam for everyone it's different strokes for different folks and that's fine but now we know um and it was something that was new information for me so now i know um i think that the way that women are essential with each other is very rooted in the way that we are culturally especially in america it's Because we are living in a world where the male gaze is something that has so much power, strength, and value, anything that can appeal to the male gaze is something that is usually valued and given access to and given permission to happen and that happens to be a lot of things that women do with each other so women are homoerotic and you never talk about it as being homoerotic but that's what it is um a lot of women you know are um are homosexuals as well or they might just do a lot more things that go along the lines of homoroticism and it's accepted a lot of women are sensual with each other and not all women and it's not something that's very common for a lot of people but more women than i would say more men do it because it's accepted men like how that looks it's not something that they think looks bad and because we're in a society where that actually matters how men feel then it kind of trickles down to what we do um I would say that I don't have an issue with it. What's your, what's your question? Like, how do I feel about it? How do I feel about men? How do you, do
1: you think it shows up? And do you, would that be something that you would be comfortable with, with your partner? Mm.
0: Yeah, does it show up?
1: Very rarely. I would mm-hmm.
0: say homoeroticism shows up more than sensuality with men. Mm-hmm. If you think about for, it. For sure. Um. And, or at least that, that's the way that I think maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like I've seen or heard of instances of homoeroticism more than I have heard instances of like, this man is pouring love into this other man. They're right. both straight and they're giving each other massages. Like, I, I, like that's, that's, you know, <laughs> that's something that I hear less of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that when it comes to sensuality, um, i think i see a lot less of it when it happens amongst men and i'm completely open to it happening although i wonder how i would express myself if i saw it i don't see it all the time i haven't experienced it ever in my life so do i know how it's going to be when i finally see it no i don't know but Um, I've challenged myself before by dating a queer man. I've challenged myself before by um, dating metrosexuals, straight men who are um, super effeminate and do things feminine. I used to have a partner who was a man, a straight man, who I used to put eyeliner and lashes on. And it's very bizarre to some people, but I've done this because I was trying to challenge myself. Like, Ayana, if you are a pansexual, if you are open and if you do accept everybody, if you are connected to spirits and energies, prove it. Right. Prove that shit. (laughs) Like, do it. If, if, if that's who you are, you know, or don't, don't say that's who you are then. Say that you're something else. Say that your preferences are something else. Mm-hmm. And I do things often to challenge my perception of myself. And those are some of the few examples of the things that I did to do that. Um, so I know that there will be openness in connection to sensuality amongst men, but I do wonder how I, I would, would- experience that openness
1: for sure mm-hmm. I agree I don't know if like I want to see more love between men that's what I do want to see that mm. of being exuded I don't know exactly what sensuality between men would look like necessarily
0: Hmm. Um, that's know. a good one because I kept on putting it in the context of women Mm-hmm. But they're men, and right. it could look different.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It, Cause mm. yeah, you I was this guy, but mm-hmm. I do something else that you know I don't. I don't really know what that would necessarily look like. I'm not a man. I don't really know exactly how that would look. But at the same time, I do feel like that would be something that would be okay.
0: Like mm-hmm. I don't
1: see it as being necessarily an issue or something that couldn't be nurtured like I think that more men should try to figure out ways that they can exude their sensuality with other men yeah, you know, does- not to cut you off
0: but um that's why I mention a lot of that's why I always mention like culturally and American because it's very specific when I was watching uh <laughs> love is blind Brazil um I <laughs> I watch those different shows in those different countries for cultural context I love culture like I'm obsessed with culture and so everything connects to culture I'm obsessed with I'm obsessed with learning about your art and your history and your language and your mode of clothing and how you navigate and how you interact and relationships and dynamics and structures and roles like I love all of that which is why I, I used to travel so much and i will continue traveling for the rest of my life but i've been to so many countries because of that um when i was watching the men interact in brazil they kiss each other on the cheek they hug each other for a very long time they cry with each other they cuddle each other when one of them is crying like it's culturally they are comfortable with that because that's what they've always done and i feel like sensuality also will look different depending on what context you're in Mm. because of where you are. And I just wanted to...
1: That's that's legit. Like, if you go to France or you go to certain places, they greet each other with kisses. Like, they Mm -hmm. do they kiss each other on the cheek. I've seen that with men. You can see that on movies. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the thing that is shown in other cultures, and it's extremely normal for them. And they are heterosexual men. They are straight men. And they're going to go to their to the, home to their wives after this. And their wives aren't going to look at them in any type of way for, you know, having those those moments. And things like that definitely need to be more accepted rather than saying, oh, he's gay. Like, he's gay. And that's more of a westernized mindset, yeah. Um, like you were saying. And then when you do travel, because you're such an avid traveler, when you actually have these experiences, you can see how much the culture shows up in other places. You have more of an openness, an open mindset because you've been so many places and you've seen so many things, even just taking your time to watch um, mm-hmm. certain things. like You have that awareness of what other things can look like, what sexuality can look like, you know? And I think that instead of us pointing fingers at this is what this person is, and now this person is afraid to be what they you know, they're comfortable with and who they are, now they're feeling all this judgment, and now they don't want to do that anymore. Now they're now they're in the back in their shell. They're closed off because there's too many people that are projecting their feelings or their ill intentions or their you know just hatred for certain things. Because sometimes it is just hate. For one, you wish you had that type of love. You wish you were able, you know, to express yourself this type of way, but you, you're you're too closed off. So being able to see that. Culturally, in other places, that's extremely like imperative. And I'm grateful mm-hmm. that you had those experiences because, I mean, I have two though of not being mm-hmm. able to see it visually in the places that I've gone to, mm-hmm. but actually just knowing that there's so much more out here and people are living totally different lives than we're living, and it's so normal and there's nothing wrong with it, and people are not casting this judgment because it is rooted in their culture. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I forgot about this until I just started mentioning this and you started talking just now. But um, when I was in South Korea, I saw men holding hands. And it's something that they do. Like 60-year-old men will be walking on the street and they'll be buddies and they'll be holding hands on the street. Like old men who have their wives at home and they're they're walking back to their apartment buildings, going back to their home to their wives, um, and they hold hands. And I remember thinking that's so interesting because... I haven't seen mainly any other culture hold hands with the same sex who are straight it's always with not to say that it doesn't happen here in the us sometimes but even with girlfriends walking around like yeah you walk around but it's not custom to hold your girlfriend's hand you will and you can and it might be open and and expressive for you to do so but it's not a cultural custom and it's a cultural custom for same sex to hold hands in south korea and it's interesting
1: that is there but mm. mm-hmm. so the, most of the time the only time we holding hands with each other is when we drunk in the club trying to get mm. through the you know right that's most of the time you see let's get much. to the exit side girl hold my hand come on like come on that's literally the only time for real that you see women like holding hands like you know in a, in a regular type of way in a regular setting that would be where i see it the most personally like i don't really see straight women holding each other's hands down the street like i would do that with my friends easily like that's yeah. as, as a queer woman period like even if i wasn't mm-hmm. queer i feel like i would do that like because mm-hmm. i don't see wrong with it and honestly i i because i guess it is very societal like mm-hmm. i don't know how my how my mind would work if i did see two men like straight men out here in america like just holding hands i might be lost right i would assume that right. they were a couple right i would assume because that. in our culture when
0: you hold hands you're usually a couple
1: right so and, and it is sad that it's like that's where our mind shoots for that first thought i wouldn't say it necessarily yeah. sad. i mean i wouldn't say it's sad it's just what it is
0: american cultural norms make it so that if you hold hands you're usually dating right that's why if you're in the club and you don't want somebody up on your face, you grab your girlfriend's hand and you That's, hold it very tight. It's a cultural custom. That's what we right. do here in America. You right. like me, you my babe, you my boyfriend, you my girlfriend, you're my wife, you're my partner, we're
1: right. holding hands. Right. For yeah. sure. Right. That's why I had to, I did have to change that. You're like, well. It's our norm. It is, you know, our westernized norm. But I feel like instead of putting so much because we can even though like me not being a judgmental person we may still see something and still cast some type of judgment mm-hmm. we don't because we don't know what it is and we don't have to know what it is that's not our business to know what it is and who cares what it is you know let people live the lives that they want to live however they want to live it and that's extremely important for any culture honestly hmm yeah because in those
0: same cultures they're homophobic in those same cultures they have domestic violence and those same cultures they have judgments and pain and toxicity and abuse in different ways so it's not even to say that it's absence of having a detrimental connection amongst people it's just that's a cultural difference you know so i agree um Pretty rack says, are y'all spiritually connected to your partner? Do you notice when he or she is sleeping with others, does it project on you or your mental?
1: Hmm. Hold it up now. I'm, I'm visual. Okay, I scrolled up. Let me see. I would definitely say I'm spiritually connected with my partner for a fact. Like, we've... We've had plant medicine trips together. We've traveled dimensions with each other. Uh, we are definitely spiritual, spiritually connected. First of all, when he was in the spiritual realm, he still saw my face and was calling out for me. So for one, I thought that was extremely like mind blowing for me. Um, Do I notice when they're sleeping with others, he doesn't sleep with others unless we're sleeping with another person together. That has happened before we have had another woman in our bed and cuddled and whatever. So that's not really something that would happen without me personally, I don't think and that would be communicated because we are very open with each other. That is my best friend. I feel like if that's something he even wanted to do, he would talk to me about it because for one, he knows that I'm available to talk to. I'm not going to be the type of person like, you better not. Like I'm going to listen to him and be like, okay, if that's something you want to do, like talk to me. Like I'm going to be open for that because for one, we need to be more open with our partners because if not, they're just going to want to do it anyway. Yep. And- uh why not be here for it instead of, like, you know, being in the dark about it? Um, and does it project on my mental? I would say it does in ways because it does allow me to be more open. Like, my my boyfriend have grown up in a poly environment. Literally, his dad has is married to two women right now, and they've been together for some years. And him growing up in a poly environment, it's something that he's already aware of and open to. Whereas me learning my... Um, my sensual and sexual journey and just being an open woman in general it projects in ways because it gives me a different level of clarity and a different type of outlook on things so it projects on me in a good way I would say because it just allows me to think a little differently and um even though I have never actually been in a triad poly relationship it allows me to open myself up to those things because for one, I am queer. I am, if I'm going to put a label on it, I would be a bisexual woman. I am attracted to men and women. So I feel like having both of both of that feminine and masculine energy in my life, having that balance is, is something that I want and something that I feel like I'm called to in general. Mm -hmm. So even if I was a single woman, I would have experiences with men and women. So why not be able to do that in my partnership.
0: Mm. Okay, come on, beautiful answer. Period.
1: I don't want shit. Period. <laughs> what do you say that deep girl? I love. I love should be way more popular. It's crazy how gay men are way more popular than gay women. Hmm. Popular? Gay men are more popular than gay women. I don't get that. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that one. Mm. Okay. Uh, am I? Am I reading that wrong? I don't think you're
0: reading it wrong. I do want to answer her question, though. For me, I do consider myself spiritually connected with partners. But beside that, I have amazing discernment. And it's very easy for me to know what people are doing based on a conversation with them like it's not hard for me to get to the bottom of how people are feeling and what people are doing if they are doing anything just based on the fact that I'm around them and speaking to them about those things number one um do I notice when my partner is sleeping with others I've had only one partner in the past that's cheated on me I knew that he was cheating on me it was almost fairly obvious even though it kind of was done um in the hush hush, but it was definitely done to be behind my back and I was still very cognizant of it. And broke up with him because of it. Um never spoke to him again because of it as well. But that um never got back with him because of that but um that was something that i felt rooted in my gut and i feel like your feelings and your intuition um is going to speak to you and whether or not you have a relationship with your intuition and your gut is something that's going to show but it would always speak to you you can't hide things from people unless you're very disconnected with yourself and that's how that's what I believe I know people have opinions on like you can be duped or someone can can pull the wool over your eyes or someone can trick you I truly believe that no one can truly trick you unless you are not connected to yourself Mm -hmm. um and and you don't have that ability and if they happen to that you are so connected to yourself and so committed to yourself that when they show you an inch or a smidge of who they try to lie to you about who they are you take action and change the situation for yourself um does it project on you or your mental i'm gonna say no and i love how Naila was talking about how the projection for her was positive because i always think about projection as a negative thing and I describe it to people as being positive and negative so I understand it can be but I think I often just like projection (laughs) no um but the thing about it is it's like you can project and it can be okay Mm -hmm. um but but I would say that it doesn't project on my mental regardless Mm -hmm. of whether it's a positive or negative idea of cheating or dating different people it's like I I don't I don't think it does
1: right that's that was well said like going back to like the do you notice when you are like somebody is sleeping with another person or that was very that was like super spot on and intuition is literally going to tell you like for sure so like when I when I got cheated on I literally felt it like it was something I felt and even though at the time I was not even that connected with myself as I am now but my intuition was always on point like period. So for me, like I was definitely able to, see, like feel it, and mm-hmm. for men aren't even good at hiding stuff that great. So it's like you can just come on, like y'all. I mean, period. And it was not a secret. <laughs> I just be like, I can, I can tell, I can feel it. I can tell you can tell when things change when people aren't doing the same things anymore. Like it's literally something that it's extremely, like, what you said, you connect with yourself, and you can able, you're able to just connect with things that are off and on with your partner. And once I got more connected with myself and realized the things that I, like, was going to deal with and was not, that was something that was extremely more relevant, and I was able to get a grasp on a lot more. So that was actually a great question for whoever asked that. Thank you, Mm -hmm. it definitely And honestly, usually when I think about projection, I think about it in a negative way. So me even just giving that feedback was like, oh, like, I've had some positive projection in my life. That's super rare for me. Like, it's usually mm-hmm. people projecting bullshit on me. So for me to act, actually have a level of projection that allows me to be open in a different way was is, is super, mm-hmm. like, imperative for me. And I love it. I guess now, yeah. um, oh, well. these questions about I guess you can go over the differences but um somebody asked do you believe in open let's actually do that so I've actually
0: asked this question in my uh past sex talks so um and I know that we have a lot of new viewers so I'm happy to answer it here but we did discuss this previously um Sexuality is everything pertaining to sex. I guess it would be like the idea of what you consider to be sexual interactions. So when you think about, oh, people having sex, like it's, it's that. Um, it's what is, is what has to do with your identity in a sexual way, um, how you are attracted to other people sexually, um, and anything that has to do with um, sex in your life. I think when it comes to sensuality, or this is the way that I describe it, not what Webster thinks, um, it has to do with your senses. So anything that has to do with your tastes and your touch and your sights and your hearing and your smell and sensuality is navigating experiences and life by enhancing those different parts of your senses so now when you're with your partner if you are practicing sensuality instead of sexuality well now you're doing aphrodisiacs now you're blindfolded to restrict one sense to heighten the fact that okay when you put the strawberry on my lips what am I tasting what am I feeling now it's putting actual emphasis and effort into your senses and that's how you're navigating that's what experiences you are having and it's separate from you actually having penetrative intercourse right so, that was
1: okay the new webster ayana webster okay because that was that was a beautiful definition that was that was on point that was goodness <laughs> I love it. I just I just love when people are able to articulate so well and just thorough. You just, you always articulate thoroughly and I just always love that think about you. Period.
0: And somebody said they like your name. Wait. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, okay. So we have a minute left. We've been on that all. Girl, it is now uh, 9.20. That's what always happens, okay? We're gonna have to do part three. Right. Because um, we can't ever uh, get enough. Right. But um, I would say... I would answer the next question that I saw, um, which was, do you believe in open relationships? I think Naila already answered this. For me, I'm gonna say, yes, I do. Um, And then I think that, let me see if I have any other questions to go to. Um, Let me see. I think it might be everything
1: say a quick point I have Mm -hmm. I have offered open relationships to my previous partners because of the fact that I knew a lot of them cheated in their past and I was like you know what I am the type of person that loves people and I love women also and you know if you feel like you need to be you know open or you feel like you need to cheat you we should do this but that idea wasn't even a good idea because if you feel like you even need to cheat or if you feel like this is something you need to do you shouldn't be with, gonna remedy that you shouldn't be with that person so you shouldn't like you say we shouldn't remedy that that should not be the fallback because a person is not in tune with themselves to treat you the right way so that was just my point but you can go into what okay. you
0: yeah i will say just from closing remarks so that we're not like
1: rushing at two seconds um
0: thank you guys for joining (laughs) thank you guys for joining sex talk part two with naila the wonderful beautiful lactician goddess who also does him um i think that (laughs) also um we only have 10 (laughs) seconds remaining so i love you guys thank you guys for joining hit up the rest of my channel.